episode 20 finally 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 ladies and gentlemen my name is Edgy patel welcome to the Edgy patel show and i told you we'd make it i told you we'd make it i know episode three was a bit shaky and i know a handful of others were shaky after that but i told y'all we were gonna make it to 20. after this obviously yes i'm gonna celebrate the 20 mark because um like of the statistics that we've talked about a lot of times it's just like finally you know i made it to this mark is that a big deal uh you know it's like should i just be celebrating the small wins at least i'm not gonna keep celebrating okay i got to 30 i got to 40. maybe after this it might be like oh, okay i made it to 50. i made it to 100 200. we're talking way in the future though as of right now ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for joining me this is episode 20 and boy oh boy oh boy i'm super excited because i just bought a new toy just bought a new toy and if you know anything about guys the most simplest form is they love toys dudes love toys from the start right from the start you grow up actually maybe everyone loves toys i'm talking about you know obviously you grow up most of the presents that you get as you're like a toddler a little kid it's very toy based right you're either getting toys you're getting books you don't really care about the clothes you get a little bit older maybe you start getting into some of the pokemon cards Yu-Gi-Oh cards i wouldn't consider that toys i think that's just something that buys time not a lot of people continue to play that after a certain point i did for a little bit but then it's hard to get people to keep playing that and then you have to physically be with someone to play that card game you can't just play it by yourself with toys you have it forever as a guy i'm just going to speak from my point my perspective my experience post-college the main thing you can think about and this is most of the time for toys right it's electronics anything electronic oh shit! i just got this new phone i just got this new laptop i just got this new um smart home device i got this new lamp i got this new tv toys these are all toys and i just bought this item called the rabbit r1 i know that sounds weird i know that sounds weird but check it out it's basically an ai powered assistant device so it's probably the size of a credit card that you carry in your pocket i have these airpods in my hand so it's probably a little bit bigger than this I know for those that are not watching this visual visibly for those that are not watching this on YouTube, you cannot see what I'm holding in my hand, but imagine the AirPod pro case. It's about that size. And what this is for this new toy of mine is to basically be better at the commands you would maybe give Siri or her. And the reason I keep saying her is because if I say the word Alexa, this house will start going crazy. But it all revolves around the things you would maybe tell Siri, like, hey, I need you to call me an Uber. Obviously, that functionality doesn't really exist. The main things that you're asking Siri to do are, hey, what year was George Washington born? Uh, how old would Martin Luther King have been? Right? Some of these generic questions. What is Jay-Z's net worth? Well, what is Beyonce? You know, all of these questions that most of the time, it doesn't really get it correct. It's just doing a Google search, just taking your question, putting it into uh, Safari, pulling out the first response, and then they read it back to you. That's not new age technology, right? If you're looking at what that is, it's pretty old. 
a lot of things do that. And I know we haven't really talked a lot of AI stuff on here, but let me tell you, AI is coming. So with this toy, I'm super excited to just mess around with it and just see like, oh shit, you know, like, is there something here? Is there something that's, that would maybe make other people now start buying this, right? Like maybe the first people that watch the, that bought the iPhone, the first people that bought, I don't know, what's another toy that everyone kind of, a Tesla, some of these revolutionary toys, these revolutionary toys that you get, or maybe most of the time, you're not even the first person to get it. A lot of other people get it. You stick with your Android phone and you're like, nah, man, this thing's better. Look at the pictures it takes. It's, it's so much better. Why would I ever want that iPhone that all of you guys have? I like this phone. And then you, and then it wears you down. After a while, whether it comes from women rejecting you because of green text, because people don't want to add you to group chats, because all your shit looks stupid on your stories, eventually you come to the Apple family. Eventually people fold. I think something similar will happen with cars where it's like, okay, all these people were buying a certain type of car. Now let's, let's go way back right now. Toyota and Honda now produce these cars that are much more reliable. You can have a car for 14 years. You don't, you don't need to get a car every two years when it breaks down. This car is going to last a while. Now, some people buy into that and they buy that Toyota, they buy that Honda, or they stay strong with their, their brand that they like. But now those brands have to make cars that are a little bit more reliable to at least compete. Nobody wants a car that's dying in two years. Moving on to the electric car movement, where maybe Tesla wasn't the first, but to my knowledge, the first kind of becomes the one that you start seeing more and more in your everyday. Tesla is that car. I know a lot of people do not like Teslas because it's like, oh, electric's dumb. You have to charge. You spend so much time charging your car. Oh, I missed the gas station. Look at these problems. Oh, the government could hack into you. Yeah, I get it. Is it the perfect car? Probably not. But no one was making electric cars before that. And now look at what's happening. Every single car company is moving over to this electric movement. Now, I'm not getting into the whole like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, mining for the stuff that you need for batteries is more efficient for the environment. I'm not talking about all of that. I'm just talking about moving technology forward. Are the toys that I'm playing with getting better? Are they changing? Or am I still playing with basically the upgrade from the iPhone 14 to the 15, right? What really changed? But once Apple gets you like that, what, what are you going to do? You're going to want to get the new iPhone. Maybe another company will come in and be like, oh, shit, you know, like we, oh, sorry, not even a new phone, right? This tool that I'm talking about right here, this Rabbit R1, they will come into the space, create something new that users want, sorry, the people want, and now Apple has to change. Apple has to get around the curve of creating this large action model. Large action model? No, sorry, I'm getting it wrong. LAM. LLMs is large language models, large action models. 
I think that large part is wrong. But anyways, this Rabbit R1, like I said, it's about the size of an Apple AirPods case. You will connect it to your phone and you'll connect it to all your accounts, right? So you'll log into Uber Eats. You'll log into regular Uber. You'll log into maybe American Airlines, uh, whatever, Southwest Airlines. Uh, what's another thing? Bank of America. And now instead of pulling out your phone and taking an action, right? And actually, let me slow down here for a second. LLM, something that I just mentioned before. For those that aren't familiar with the works of AI, firstly, you should try it out. It will actually blow your mind. And if your parents are not familiar with it, show it to them. It'll, it might blow their mind. My friend Noreen came over and showed it to my mom. My mom was absolutely appalled. He said, yeah, you know, you can open up this tool. You can just type in what you have in the fridge and this thing will spit out a recipe that you can make with what you already have on hand. It, it's different, especially if you're introducing it to your parents, that age group. Oh my gosh. Of course their mind's going to be blown. Even my mind's blown with this shit. You can make your own, you can make a resume in there. Hey, you know what? I need a resume to be a data analyst. Boom. Here it is. Ah, uh, you know what? I need something with more technical skills. Boom. Here it is. Ah, uh, you know what? I also want to add a little bit more personality that I do more public speaking. Boom. It'll populate it. That's what this stuff does. How that works is similar to LLMs. I'm not the best, I'm not the biggest expert on this stuff, but I'm a decent, I know my way around conversations with this stuff. LLMs is basically the collection of all the data that lives online. You put in your question on, uh, let's say, ChatGPT, something that people are very familiar with, or BART, which is, I think, Google's AI tool. You put in your question, hey, I need a recipe to make with cabbage, ketchup, a bottle of hot sauce, and some cheese. Now, what the tool does, the AI tool does, is it takes everything that it can account for, that it can hold and process on the web. Whether it's vetted sources, I don't know the full breadth of how much is vetted and not vetted, but it cross-references all this stuff and then spits out a result for you based on your question. That's LLM models. Now, this thing won't actually make the recipe for you. And that's where this toy comes into play, this large action model. I think this word L is wrong, so give me one second. I'm going to look this up. Nope, I was right. Large action models. So now going back to this toy is you can take this and say, hey, you know what? I want pizza. Order me pizza from Domino's with these toppings. Next thing you know, pizza shows up at your door. You don't have to go through the app. You don't have to go through this screen, this screen, and this screen. This little device will do that for you. Something even, let's say we take it to, you're getting ready to go out and you need to call an Uber. Hey, call me an Uber at 4 a.m. Sorry, getting ready to go out. I'm getting ready to go out. Hey, call me an Uber at 11 p.m. Or even better, you have to go to the airport in the morning. Hey, you know what? I need a Uber to arrive at 4 a.m. Now, I don't know for those that have scheduled rides before, but most of the time it comes out to be more expensive than if you just wake up at four and you request a ride regularly. Now, what this thing can do is it doesn't have to program the scheduled ride. 
right? It can just take the action at the time that it needs to be taken. Okay, you know what? I see this Uber is five minutes away. I know you need to reach this destination by 6 a.m. Therefore, I'll request it at this time so it arrives and then you can make it to your gate, let's say 15 minutes early, whatever your parameters are. I know I'm getting super technical here, but this shit is the future. A lot of people think, oh yeah, you know, AI is not gonna do anything anytime soon. And it might not, but this shit is here. And if you work a job that most of the time you're spending computing things, let's say you're doing a lot of work in Excel or you're doing a lot of work in some type of programming language, Python, SQL, um, R, I don't know who still uses R. AI will take all of this shit. AI will do everything that you can do and better. These tools will replace hundred boatloads of people. I was about to say hundreds, but there's no, that's, that's barely anything. On this podcast, we use some AI tools. We use Opus Clips and it takes the full form YouTube video. Uh, you put it in. It chops up the clips into whatever designated uh, desired time periods you want, right? Oh, I want a 30-second clip. I want a minute-long clip. It'll shoot that out, and then it'll give a score, a virality score. Hey, because we see that you're talking about Trump, hey, we see because you're talking about Israel-Palestine, we think this will get the most traction based on what we know from all the data we have online right now. Now, you can hire someone, right? I can hire an editor to be like, hey, you know what? Here's my full form YouTube video. I need you to chop up clips, add subtext, make it vertical. So if it's on, you know, Instagram reels, YouTube shorts, all of that stuff. But AI does all of it. So going back to my toy, I should probably stop using this term, but going back to this thing is I'm pretty excited to use it. And at the price point for about 200 bucks, pretty solid. And, you know, maybe this thing does crash and burn, but I really think, I really truly do believe that this will be a, a domino in a certain direction. Someone always, have to, someone always has to knock down that first domino. Like we talked about with quality of cars, with the advancement of like, let's say how Steve Jobs revolutionized your mobile phone. Before that, how BlackBerry did it, how Sidekick, Bro, I wanted a sidekick for so long. Then I wanted a Blackberry for so long. Next thing you know, iPhone came out, and that's all she wrote. For the rest of my life, I won't have a flip phone. I won't have the, the little screen that shoots out like a, I don't know, like a boomerang. Someone has to knock down that first domino. Just like I talked about how this will replace multiple jobs. I'm not talking shit. I think I'm just being a realist here. My job is a perfect example of jobs that will be replaced by AI. I remember when I was working at Lockheed uh, four or five years ago, the big thing was machine learning and artificial intelligence, AI, right? But AI wasn't truly defined what it would be. It was a lot of, it was just buzzwordy. Oh, AI, AI, AI. Shut up. Machine learning was a thing that was a little bit more of the focus. And now with what's happening in the AI space, machine learning is almost basically a part of it. So that term you don't really hear as much, right? You'll hear terms like LLMs. 
large language models. Essentially the same thing. Machine learning was kind of just like, oh, you know what? This machine knows that whenever the heat, sorry, this the programming in this knows that when the heat on this machine gets a little too high, it can send a signal to, let's say, someone on the floor to come check on it, or it can send a signal into the rest of the factory line to shut down every, anything else. So a program is written to allow a machine to perform better based on parameters that have been identified from multiple iterations. Now we're in 2024 and the space that I'm in, like the data analytics space hasn't changed much. You still see project managers, you still see data engineers, you still see data analysts and data scientists. For those that don't know much about how that structure works, let's say you work in a different field, let me give you a quick little rundown. It's basically the restaurant model. Someone in the company will be like, hey, I need to identify how much Prada is selling. Something simple. Now, as the data analyst, you're talking to that person in the business, or sometimes it will be the project manager, right? The person that connects the business to the analytics. So the business person's out there having all the conversations with external clients, with, uh, let's say, more executive folks. Decisions are made at that level. The analyst kind of provides them with tools, a little bit more of the insights of like, hey, this is what I've discovered. This is what my recommendations would be. But then that person in the business will make final call. Your data engineer will be the person that probably puts together uh, the back end sources that allow you to build whatever tools you're going to build. So the data engineer might build out this automated Excel file that populates with product sales by day, by hour, whatever it is. Now, as the analyst, you take that, maybe you create a pivot table, maybe you put it into a Tableau dashboard, maybe you just take the sum of all the cells, and then you give that to the business. Now, the data analyst role varies, right? All, company to company, you'll see it be a lot of different things. The data scientist role is someone that will be a little bit more seniored and tenured, I guess that's the same thing, than the data analyst. And it's also just a different leg on its own. I They will work more with programming languages, as you'll see, like R, Python. They won't do a lot of things like building out visual dashboards. Their focus is more so on things like predictability. Hey, I know how likely it is to rain on XYZ days. I know that in five months, Prada will run out of inventory. Right, They work on certain models that will help the company get ahead of the curve. So instead of the reactive phase, they are more of the proactive space. And if anyone thinks otherwise, you're wrong. Now let's introduce an AI tool into this. Right, Let's introduce a tool that can um, take the output from NeimanMarcus.com, pull in all Prada, pull in all uh, demand that's attributed to product sales. And then another step, it'll weave out any fraud orders. It'll weave out any cancels. It'll uh, account for any returns so you don't have to uh, filter on a certain code. Now you move it one step further. Now it will populate a dashboard. It'll populate some type of visual tool so then the user the person in the business 
can use that tool to get all the information they need. Now, let, let's throw that visual tool out of it, right? It already has a table with all the data. It already has an Excel sheet that has everything tied to what we need to know. The issue is, is how do I, how do I use this? But as the user, it doesn't matter. As the user, I can come into this tool and say, how much did Prada sell in the month of November? Boom, answer. That right there just replaced three jobs. This shit is coming, man. I'm telling you. For those that are wanting to get into the data analytics space, I've, I've talked to some people about this. Um, I would not waste your time. I would truly not waste your time. I would focus on AI, AI, AI. The faster you can get ahead of that curve, you're, the, the outcome, like sure you'll struggle getting a job for maybe a couple years because the space is so tight with, you know, probably the highest selection of people, right? They're hiring people that know AI shit for this stuff because of the amount of investments that these big companies are putting into it. I have a friend that works in the AI space. That fool works like a dog. But this shit is going to, the same way that's how probably data analysts were, let's say 10 years ago, that job is going to become much more normalized. And if you can get ahead of the curve now on it, boy, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, AI is the future. Oh, I had to take that cardigan off. I'll sweat my ass off. Um, now that I talked your ears off about AI taking over the world, for 30 minutes, we move on to entertainment news. And like I've mentioned before, my favorite comedian as of right now, and I think that will stand the test of time, is Dave Chappelle. He recently came out with a special on, I think, December 31st, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day timeframe. And I am someone that gets pretty excited for these things, right? He normally comes out with a special once a year. Maybe he does like one of these uh, acceptance speeches and then he makes that into a special itself. So it's just more content for Netflix to have. Um, the dude's a genius, right? The dude's an absolute legend. Dropping this around the New Year's time frame was a bit, uh, like I kind of just forgot about it. Like, oh shit, you know, you get caught up with all your New Year's plans and then you you kind of make it a second thing to watch that. Right, you're already busy enough with friends, family, traveling, partying, all this stuff. It's not a priority in your head to, oh yeah, you know what, I forgot, I need to watch that stand-up special. So you get behind a little bit, and in this world, right, you, there's a lot of spoilers everywhere. As soon as that thing comes out on Netflix, someone's clipping it up, putting it on TikTok, putting it on Instagram Reels, and you might see something and it's like, ah oh, shit, you know, I, I, I didn't wanna see it like this. I wanna consume it in its full form. So I, I wasn't the biggest fan of the New Year's release timeframe. You know, normally I like these specials to come out when not shit's happening. In addition to it coming out during that New Year's uh, period, this also came out during the Cat Williams absolute rampage. And by rampage, I don't mean him going crazy. He, like we talked about last week or two weeks ago, he had the interview with Shannon Sharp. It's, I think, at like 50 million views now. That shit is, the statistics on that are nuts. I reposted the, um, I think Shannon Sharp had someone create a graphic with all the metrics that it's done so far. And I posted it on my YouTube page. Check it out if you haven't. It's nuts. But that right there completely stole the shine from any type of new stand up special. Did I like the special overall after watching it? Yeah. 
overall, it's not very hard to, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm saying overall a lot. It's not very hard to disappoint me when it comes to that stuff. And there's a certain formula that works, right? He knows timing, spacing, how to tell a story. And I like that type of comedy more so than more of like the impersonations, the, a lot of body humor, you know, when I'm, when someone's acting stuff out, running around stage, I'm more of someone that can just sit down and be told a story. And then there's a punchline in the end. And maybe there's dip, deeper meaning. Maybe there's not. The story that he starts with for this special, absolutely genius. I don't want to ruin it because that would be the worst thing for someone to ruin a comedy special. But go check it out if you haven't. I thought it started amazing. I was not the biggest fan of uh, hmm, how it all ended. Right? The special is called Dreamer. And he makes this deep well-rounded metaphor for him being a dreamer and everyone being a dreamer and everyone being in each other's dreams and you don't realize what part you play in other people's uh lives and visions and stuff like that that part was cool but it was just i guess i wasn't fully expecting it and that's the point but i don't know it didn't feel like regular dave to me overall though I still got to watch it a couple more times because it's just like you, you'll just catch on to things that you didn't really think about in the first if the first time watch in other entertainment news. Not much has been happening, right? A lot of those award shows succession's been absolutely destroying everyone in uh, what's it called in awards succession. What's the other one? The bear. Um, I feel like I'm missing one and people are going to get on my ass for it. But the one thing I thought would win more awards was beef beef was probably my favorite tv series last year by far i didn't i haven't gotten a chance to watch by i haven't gotten a chance i just mean i haven't watched the bear but seeing how much shit it's gotten like how much sorry how much shit how much praise it's gotten i definitely have to go watch it now i still also haven't seen oppenheimer who absolutely also destroyed at the award show that and Barbie did their thing. Uh, another movie that did good was Paul Giamatti in The Holdovers. Now, I think this is a film on Amazon Prime that I still haven't seen, but that is also on my watch list. So all that to say, I got a couple things I need to watch. But in addition to all of that, there's a new TV series that came out that I do have a bit of, I, I just... I'm drawn to it a little bit more than I am with other releases right now because of just the story behind all of it. And that is the show called Late Bloomer. Now, the show came out, there was this YouTube star way back in the day, and the probably the most hilarious Indian slash Punjabi person that was on social media back then, Vine, YouTube, I don't know what, other, what any other platform there was back then, but the name's Just Rain. Full name being Just Meet Reina. This guy was very well known. Very, very well known. Probably at the top of the game. Right? You would talk about well-known Vine-ers. That almost sounded racist. And his name would be in the conversation. Alongside someone that everyone knows as Lily Singh slash Superwoman. Now, obviously, we see where her career, her career went afterwards. She got a late night talk show. She's absolutely has projects on projects she blew up right absolutely blew up 
Just Rain, on the other hand, just disappeared. Just disappeared. And it's not like people, there was a lot of rumors or speculations behind what happened, right? There wasn't like, oh, you know, he's got a drug problem now. Oh, he, he left this country or he got canceled by this. Nothing happened. The dude just disappeared. Top of the game. Just disappeared. And after that long ass hiatus, he finally comes back with this TV series called Late Bloomer. And the idea is if you've ever watched Mo, which is the TV series by Mo, Mo Amer, I really hope I'm not saying his name wrong because I do like him a lot. Um, it's a TV series similar to that, right? Where the person is playing their real life. So just Rain in this is playing the YouTuber that doesn't get approved by the traditional outlook of success, right? Just because you made a million dollars off of YouTube. See, now I'm speculating a little bit here, but this would be, this actually is a pretty cool concept and more the reason I want to watch it, right? The story behind him disappearing and coming back and having this TV series, but also just, it's an interesting story. What is success? Does success vary from culture to culture, from religion to religion? I think so. Just because you become a YouTube star, does do your parents see that as, oh, you are successful? Or do you need to be a doctor to be seen as successful? So then I can brag about you to all the other people in, in my family. I can call India and tell everyone, oh yeah, my son became a doctor. You probably make a lot more money doing this YouTube shit. And he's had a lot of success doing it. I was very interested to see that. So I was very interested to see the return, the concept, but also does the talent translate after a hiatus like that? We saw when Chappelle left at the top of the game also, he disappeared. People kind of threw him under the bus by saying he was a, a crackhead, all this stuff. And then he came back absolutely amazing right? The comedy stood the test of time. For him, I am interested to see if his comedy holds up in 2024. Personally, I don't think the Lily Singh comedy has been able to push through that new era of comedy, right? The same stuff you were doing on YouTube. Do I still find you funny in these live forms? Right, it's, a, it's very different when you're doing a, a YouTube skit versus when you're doing a live talk show. So all this excitement to watch these shows that came out, all to find out that it came out on Crave TV. Okay, you know what, fine. For, for the pod, for my peoples, I gotta watch this so I can talk about it a little bit. So I try to find Crave. The shit is only available in Toronto. After all that shit we talked about last week with streaming wars and, oh, you know, I'm getting tired of having this streaming service and this streaming service, I was about to download Crave. All just to find out that I can't. So I was looking it up. People were like, oh, you got a VPN. I was like, bro, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not doing this shit, man. I'm not hacking. I'm not doing all this stuff to just watch this show. So I still have not seen it. I'm waiting to uh, hopefully it pops up on that torrent stuff I use. So I'm basically, I'm, I'm waiting for that. And then I'll get back to y'all. I promise whether it's episode 21 or 25, I'm going to get back. I'm going to watch it somehow. And then we'll see. I am interested to see like, if this is where 
first of all, why did he do this, right? Why did he do just a TV series that is only available in Toronto? You know, is this something that he just wants to do artistically that he doesn't really care about, like, I don't really care about making the big buck off of, like, let's say a Netflix series? Or maybe Crave threw him a shitload of money. It's a weird formula, right? Because let's say he made more money initially off of selling to Crave. But if he was on Netflix and made, let's say, 50% of what he made from Crave. But the audience is so much more larger. And now with these other projects coming, he could be reached out to to be in those. So I don't know what his intention is, so I don't want to kind of speculate on any of that. But I will be interested to see kind of like where he takes this from here. Our last story of the day is wrapping our heads around, not even wrapping our heads around it, right? It's happening. The same way I said AI is taking over the world, Donald Trump's about to be president. They try to get him on these, on all these charges, and now he's still walking around. The man came back still with, you know, an ankle monitor on foot. And he won Iowa just like that. Since the last time we talked, uh, I think this was actually right before the last podcast, Vivek Ramaswamy, the Indian candidate that not a lot of Indian people actually liked because of his kind of stance on a lot of issues that would be very far right wing. And so a lot of people that I know being Democrats weren't a big fan of him. Whether he was Indian or not, my my thing was, hey, let's just get one in there. We got to get one. The same way people treated Obama, the same way black people treated Obama, the same way I'm treat- I was treating Vivek. That fool drops out of the race. Probably because he probably because he knew he was fighting a losing battle. Right when he was starting to get a little bit more popular, this is when Trump was still had all these charges that he had to beat. This is when states were still removing him from ballots. He drops from the race. As of, I think, yesterday, Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantos, oh God, how do you say this fool's name? Ron DeSantos drops out of the race. Now you're left with Nikki Haley versus Donald Trump. If you're thinking about some other candidate that might make it work for the red party, it's not happening. So now let's go ahead and and assume what's going to happen, even though, you know, shoulder shrug to that. Let's say Donald Trump wins the Republican Party. Now he's going against Joe Biden again. First of all, I'm tired of this shit. You know, I'm tired. There should this should not be allowed after you lost once. That's it. There is no redo. We don't we need the same election. Everyone's still the same person. We, we, you guys already spent a million billion dollars on all these campaign trails. We don't need to hear from you again. All that money Nikki Haley's spending. She, what's she doing that for? She's just going to lose. And look, I get it, right? I get it. You spend the money so that maybe she doesn't win this election, but in four years, she wins the next election. Ah, you know, my biggest thing is just like the amount of money that goes into this shit is beyond nuts. It's nuts, man. And we already know what's about to happen. Now, it would be one thing, right, if the Joe Biden supporters stayed the Joe Biden supporters, mainly because they did not want Trump to come back in. And they supported 
Joe because of um, because he's a nice guy, right? He says nice things. Oh, oh, he fell down. Poor old man. Because he's not the big evil man that people see Trump to be, right? He's not the guy saying blasphemous stuff. He's the guy that, ah, oh, shit, he forgot his lines. People supported Joe because they hated Trump. The issue now is they hate Joe too. The Israel and Palestine stuff was one of the, it pretty much was the nail in the coffin for him. People thought, oh, you know what? He's going to go in there and uh, de-escalate the situation, bring peace to the Gaza Strip. Hell no. Nah. That fool looked at the fight, said, oh, shit, y'all winning? Let me go ahead and hop on over there. I keep saying, look, I stay, look, I watch all of this stuff that people put on their stories. Do I agree with a lot of it? I don't know. Half of it's just looking at bloodshed and what else are you supposed to think other than holy fuck? Holy shit, how, how is this even humanly possible? We are living through something that kids will read about in history books. And yeah, sure, they'll read about the COVID pandemic. Ooh, everyone had to stay in their house. Whatever. I'm talking about mass slaughtering of people. I saw some Instagram thing that was like, oh, there used to be 14 hospitals. Now there's zero. The shit over there is crazy. It is crazy. And imagine the person that you voted for last time because you didn't want to vote for the big evil man is helping that happen. We know what's going to happen in November. Why are we playing? Now, look, I think politics is an absolute nutcase of a game. The same way all these candidates spend all this money on all these campaigns. It's so many more layers to that shit. Right, they get all this money, and then some of them, like that other George, I forgot what that dude's name was. He was paying for OnlyFans, and then they caught him there. Like, what? What did you think I was doing? I don't know, bro. Maybe we thought you were doing a moral thing. Just the other day on TikTok, hopefully I can I can pop it up right here if you're watching the YouTube video. They found some councilman in his car, nodded off in the driver's seat with a crack pipe in his hand. The fool woke up. And they didn't beat his ass up. They didn't, they didn't grab him and say, hey, bro, you got to get the fuck out of You know, like, they escorted him out the car, and then they got a valid explanation from him. I think they obviously still took him in, right? There's no way that that video can happen, and he just go back to his job. But it's not surprising. It's not surprising. Back in the day when I was growing up, I used to be like, oh, wow, all these councilmen, all these presidents, all these people are such buttoned-up nice guys. They're nice guys. Maybe they're probably the smartest people in the room. These fools are half of the time scum of the earth. Scum of the earth. They work these government jobs. They got to deal with people's opinions all day. And maybe they do a little crack. Maybe they pay for a little bit of OnlyFans. With campaign money given to by the people. The game is fucked up. The game is messed up, man. We got to stop acting like, oh, this is a... This is such a, you know, a thing that we need to pay a lot of attention to and invest our time into. You can't, man. All this shit you got to stress about in life and, and we're rolling the dice on people that we don't know shit about. All we know about is the stuff they want to tell us on TV. We don't really know these people. We don't actually know how they're spending the money. Yes, I understand. You still have to find trust somewhere, right? You can't be skeptical about every situation. But some of y'all defend Joe Biden like he, he's your dad. Like y'all got a vested interest in this man. Y'all don't know him. The same thing with Trump.
Y'all don't, we don't know these fools. So stop killing people. Stop killing people for saying, hey, you know what? I think, I think I'm actually going to vote this way. Because you're just going to end up with the same outcome that happened in 2016. When any single time someone was like, hey, you know what? I'm thinking about voting for Trump. Oh, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're a racist. You don't like women because you voted for Trump. What do you, can we cut this shit out this year? So I guess we'll just find out what happens come November. Oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. I kind of talked about it in that um, Express ad read, but I actually am setting up my Patreon channel right now. Uh, hopefully by the time this releases, I will have that link set up in the description. I think I'm gonna do this thing where the first 25 people that sign up for it can sign up for free after that, I am going to do what Patreon is kind of intended for and create a subscription-based model. Uh, that'll probably look like two bucks a month and then maybe when popularity hopefully arises, five bucks a month, whatever it may be. But right now, as this link goes live, the first 25 people, absolutely free. On there, you'll hopefully in the future have access to additional episodes, uh, some type of sellable product that i have not figured out what it will be maybe it's the stuff i buy from express maybe it's just uh stuff that isha makes maybe it's stuff that friends want to promote on the site whatever it may be go ahead and hop on that because after the first 25 people i'm gonna try to figure out how to change it back hopefully i don't you know mess up too bad and i want to repeat one more time thank you guys so much Every week, it's a nice little, I have to go through the little motivational pep talk where I'm looking at myself in the mirror or I'm looking at some of the podcast stuff and I'm like, this is a weird thing. This is a very weird thing to take a microphone, have a camera pointing at you, and you just talk to the ether for about an hour a week, chop it up, you watch yourself for another hour, then you watch the clips for another hour. It's a weird process. But a lot of you guys that have been texting me, that have been commenting, liking, sharing, all that stuff, it does help keep this thing moving forward. And it helps me kind of wrap my head around like, okay, maybe I'm not as crazy as I think this all is. So as I've reached episode 20, I just wanted to extend another thank you to all you guys. I'm going to act like this is a Emmy Award speech acceptance, but thank you to the Friends family. Thank you to Isha, who's got to put up with me turning this whole place into a studio every week. Uh, thank you to the friends that have been sending me feedback on all that stuff. Thank you to everyone. Thank you to everyone. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I will see you guys next week. Take care and goodbye.